So what were, what was kind of the plan for this one? That it's not an ordinary um, podcast. It's not the ordinary car chum that we use. No, and, and and I mean that really is ordinary. Um, <laughs> I've published the last episode, and that's going great guns. And I thought, well, it's time for a series break. So, um, well, we're ahead. <laughs> but I thought, you know, just in the intervening week, unveil some of the mysteries of car chum. <laughs> what mysteries? We're two idiots <laughs> talking in a room. <laughs> really, all there is to it. I'm so intrigued to hear these mysteries. I'd like to know what they are too. <laughs> well, I, I had no, I had no wonderful plan. I just thought, you know, it might be nice just to to talk about. I don't know why. Why do you love? I could interview you. So I'm joined today try. by Mike Reno. You, you, you could try, but because I also have interview techniques, right? <laughs> depending on how okay. willing I am to be interviewed, it could, <laughs> it could go one of two ways. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, you you love cars, yeah. <laughs> um, You're right there, Tony. Why do you think you are interested in cars? What's the, I mean, you know, you've got trophy cabinets behind you with models in, you've got books all over the walls, you write about them. Um, I've kind of pondered this myself, really. Um, I was exposed to a lot of cars when I was young. They were always interesting to me. I had model cars right from you know, being the earliest days that I can remember I, I had model cars when I was a child and they were colourful and they were something I could play with um, they always fascinated me if I saw them in film TV shows that had cars in them it was the era of the car shows the American shows that we've touched on before you know, Dukes of Hazard, Night Rider it was all this glamorous exciting stunts and things and it, it was it was just something that, that I, I picked up on. Um, and all the... Being a child, you're always encouraged to read things and to ask questions. And all the model cars had the names of the cars on them underneath, mm. on the base. Mm. And I used to read those. And then ask a parent, you know, they'd have like a Persian or something. I, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it. And they'd read it out to me. So that was interesting. And I guess because I wasn't particularly sporty. Um, so I wasn't interested in, you know, PE to me was going out in the cold in the winter. Were you the more the gear model than the uh, sport? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm built for comfort, not, not for speed, as the, uh, <laughs> as the song goes. Quite excellent. I, um, um, I, I read something the other day, uh, I can't remember what it was in, but it was about... Um, Life on Mars, the mm. TV show, yeah, you know, with the Audi Quattro and yeah. and and, um, and what else? The cool well, there like, well, there was everything else in it, wasn't there? There were loads of things. But uh, one of the um, uh, uh, anachronisms in that was um, apparently later on, I never spotted it, there was a Rover 600. Really? So yeah, apparently in the eight, I think I think you know in the eighties bit, there were the later ones there was a Rover six hundred. I no, I didn't spot that. I know the Cortina no. was um, there was an issue with that because it was a. I'm going to get this wrong because I haven't got it in front of me, but it was a GXL front <laughs> right. and a L okay. rear, and it was right. a model that they couldn't have done. It was a sort of you know it was two different cars or two very different <laughs> model designations. A lot of people jumping up and down. Well, it's not real. But then the entire series <laughs> was set in fantasy anyway, wasn't it? It wasn't supposed to be. Was it? Was it? 
No, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't supposed to be genuine um, reality. Here's a here's a serious TV show. It was all a dream. It was. Um... Yeah, it was very good. Uh, the um, no, you're right though about watching um, TV or films and and dating them. Mm. Uh, through through the cars, I do that too. I, you know, uh, particularly easy. I find obviously for for UK stuff with plates that you know number plates yes, always gives yes. it away. Uh, but um, even if you even if you don't know, and I don't know exactly all the letters and their exact corresponding years, I know letters around them. So you know, I know that yeah. T T would be what seventy nine because yeah. R is yeah. seventy seven. So yeah, you know, you kind of work it out like that. Um, but. That's yeah, exactly so... how I do it. I've owned a few cars of different ages, so yeah, I I can tend to sort of say E is an eighty-seven ish. Yes, yeah, and I yeah, do yeah. exactly the same way as you. Yeah, so a T is a seventy-eight. So you know, the original V is a sixty-five, and I kind of work it out from that. And people, yeah. it was really impressed. You walk out the car, go, oh, it's oh, so oh, much fun. Sixty-seven Hillman, is, so is it? And they go, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know that? As the, as the phrase goes, the long winter evenings must just fly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's one of my favourites. I've never seen it, but various friends have told me. The Railway Children, which, of course, was set in the early 1900s. Um, there's a transit van in the background. There's a Ford Transit <laughs> apparently going over a bridge. Uh, backbone of Britain. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. Um was then is now the Tina Turner story. <laughs> she's she's out sort of out in the fields cotton picking in the thirties. A, a Boeing seven four seven flies over. <laughs> <laughs> really, nobody spotted. No, you're right about models as well. Uh, I I I I had um, endless boxes, you know, over the years that I collected mm. um, of 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 model cars. Never, I've never, I, I haven't furthered the interest in a way that you sort of have. So. I have no, yeah, no. I actually no. I can be fairly certain about it. I have no interest in model cars now oh, whatsoever. Okay. Oh, I can. Yeah. I can. When when I go to a museum or whatever, you know, you go to the, the exit through the gift shop. Mm. Um, oh, there's. Yeah. Um, I will have a look at them, and as I walk towards them, I get that sense of being a child again and thinking, "Oh, I hope they've got a yeah. blah blah blah." But even if they have. I then see it and go, ha and I think, what do I want that for? Um, so I, there's no there's no connect there anymore. But but there used to be, and I had um, you know lots and lots of them, and I particularly liked the um, which were the French, French ones, Majorette. Uh, Majorette, yeah, I liked the Majorettes because um, they had some kind of vague form of suspension. Which I liked. They always had suspension um, on, yeah. 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 Um, I didn't like the fact they seemed to always have the same wheels. Is that right? Yes, generally they did. Yeah, that was um, a problem. But, but they they did do relatively similar scale. So if you bought yes. a Mini, it was a lot smaller mm-hmm. than a, a yes. Bentley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got lots of those um, over the years, uh, I think that's what sort of formed the backbone of my collection. So I had, you know, sort of, a, you know, uh, things as disparate as a, a Renault Five yep. in orange, Little plastic uh, mirrors. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, I had two Seven Series, um, the first generation of Seven Series. Yeah, and the other ones. What else have I got? Uh, I think I, I those I don't have anymore. We gave them, you know, in their 
boxes. Do you remember uh, to a you know, friend's child um, who was very appreciative, so no, it kind of made, it, made it worthwhile. But <laughs> <laughs> do you remember um, the boxes? I had two of them which had handles on the top, and they f- flipped down. They were they were lorry shaped or lorry yes. design, but cases, yes. Yes, and they had three trays inside. They were oh, they were matchbox, were yeah, they? Okay. They, were, they were white, yellow, red, black at the bottom. That's um, it. Yeah, in the shape of an articulated lorry, and they were some they carry, carry cases. Hmm. There. Yeah. Uh, this is fascinating for the for the home audience. Yeah, it wasn't that. That's, that's just a plain the, blue box. Yes, that, that's it. No. Yeah, the strainer inside the yeah. black black sort of Which, strainer thing. You can yeah. Every time you go to a model show today, and Die cast and have those little trays. Right, yeah. They kind of like a currency for uh, you know the the most valuable thing you can have are these little plastic black insert trays that hold 12 cars. And everybody still uses those. Um, The thing with Major Air, anybody who's actually Impossible mm-hmm. to open if you're a child. You could not get them open. You had to use a knife. Uh, Good. You could Great. never, ever tear one of these things apart. Uh, they were totally and utterly impossible to open. i tell you what I did get into for quite a while. Um, well, get into, isn't it? Over, overstatement. But, um, again, pre-internet, uh, I cottoned on to the fact that you could uh, phone up the hotline for each manufacturer mm. and order the brochures. And then when the internet first started, quote, you know, you could go online because the brochures weren't online at that point, mm-hmm. but, but there was a contact form to get the brochures. Yep. So I, I I do have, oh, I got rid of a lot actually, which is in a sense a crime now because some of them no doubt are unusual or whatever, but, um, but I still got most of them. Um, and I did, yeah, I did get quite into that. The, the, the I, not from a collecting, collecting standpoint. You know, I, I was never going to go around the shows. You know, with the, um, yeah, the the sort of, uh, yeah, big, big bag. Well, the motor shows with a big yeah, bag, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, I've bought a couple of those over the years, but that, again, it's the same sort of sensation I get with that as I get from the um, yeah that I was describing for the model car. So I walk up to it and I go, okay, let's I don't know, pick a brand T for Triumph, right? When I go through that, and I go, oh, I hope they've got you yeah. know the 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 Dolomite Sprint advert, the naught to naught to the county courts in yes. in eight point two seconds or whatever it was. Clever advert, very clever. Um, you know, and oh, I hope they've got that because I'll buy that and and it's 10 quid or 20 quid or you buy it and then but i don't get the thrill from it that i think i'm gonna get does that make sense so i think i'm going to enjoy it more than i do it does i suspect that's partly because like me we're enthusiasts for so many different cars yes now if if you or i were a more power to people who buy a triumph dolomite or an alpha stud or whatever and keep Mm -hmm. it for 30 years and restore it, and it's for them, you know, the Escort Mexico is the only car, or the Allegro 1500 is the only car they'll ever own, the only car they'll ever look at. And I totally Mm -hmm. understand why they then want to collect point-of-sale literature, as it's called. Yeah. So they want the adverts, they want the special equipment, they want the dealer lists. I am kind of the same as you in that I I will start looking through these things. 
and seeing what's in the big brochure boxes and yeah and i'll pick something up and think, oh wow that's fantastic and then you see that 10 20 pound price sticker and you think these were given away for free <laughs> yes <laughs> these were throwaway items and yeah. I, i've done it i don't have many brochures i have a load that i picked up from the 1982 motor show when i went with my mm. dad and it was the case of you know yeah. being just like a, a, a young kid and they hand you brochures oh wow yeah and you run around and, yeah. try and get them all they've got loads of them. yeah british leyland and sort of honda and hyundai and ferrari and porsche and maserata would never ever give you brochures because uh, <laughs> you know you're like a six-year-old kid and <laughs> 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 i'm buying them a spider are we sir um yeah missing the point though it missing the point it's, missing um, the point. it's, it's about f- it's, nurturing i have bought brochures um sometimes just because they're they're cheap um i picked up uh just really because i thought this has to be so rare 1960 edsel brochure oh that's interesting yeah i'd like to i'd like to have a look at that actually Um, yeah it's sadly not to hand uh i I can see it but i have to tear the room (laughs) apart to get to it from where i am but just because i thought these have got to be thin on the ground um in terms of specialist i got talking to one guy who was selling brochures what you're into Cadillac's hearses he found me a brochure for 1959 Cadillac hearses <laughs> which would have only been sent out to funeral dealers you know the funeral director funeral dealer funeral dealers yeah um, <laughs> I deal in funerals um and yeah they've got the survival rate on those has to be oh boom minimal. boom that, that, that's good that's good again it wasn't the, it the, um survival rate on a funeral yeah, director but yeah just purely from a point of view of how how many of those were not just thrown straight in the bin mm. I mean, what about what about you do we want to talk about your side of things what got you into well, wanting it i did a i used to do a, a program on the radio motor talk you know spelt t-o-r-q-u-e obviously um and that was uh again uh yeah kind of pre-internet as well um so your sources of information were much more limited and and much less instantaneous at that point so i thought a radio program was a good idea car radio has has always struggled you know by comparison to tv because it is a it, you know there there is a, a you know a visual element to it that is that is i accept very challenging um for uh, ordinary radio broadcasting yeah if, if if the listener doesn't know what the car is yeah if, you've got if, to try and describe about, it in 10 words it's not always you know well even if you do i don't think it, it still doesn't work without a picture because you know <laughs> they're, they're not just straight square boxes you know they do have lines and the interiors are, are all different and the you know every, everything about every car is different isn't it so it doesn't it doesn't lend itself well as a subject in terms of new car reviews mm. um uh, and even news really i mean automotive news is a bit boring let's be honest you know kind of you know th- this has happened in the industry or has it really yeah fascinating this week you know it's not i i, I find that stuff pretty difficult to to engage with um and and so by the time you stick it on the radio it's very difficult but i i, I linked up with a, a big brand magazine and had them on um and but i cottoned on to the idea that actually i could get the manufacturers to um 
send me a press car, a different one every week. And uh, it now was a talking it becomes point. clear. Yes, <laughs> now the reason becomes clear, yeah. Um, and back then they were very obliging, I have to say. They delivered a, a car to the radio station every week and you know, I would drive it for a week um, and then they'd come and pick it up uh, again. And A little bit of taxi work in the evenings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It went back with like fifteen thousand miles on it. Cigarette um, burns all over it. <laughs> um, you know, it got them a little bit of airtime. I, you know, it's never about selling things, is it? It's about raising awareness, and mm. I guess they they got that from it. Um, I mean, maybe we'll go down that route a little bit as we proceed. Maybe we won't. Maybe we will. I don't know. But it, it, it was good fun doing the car radio program. But whether it can't be such a massive hit because, it, it, you know, if you scour the radio listings, really, it doesn't exist. It's it's only uh, only very big thing now. Podcasts. Mm. But then you're talking about something much more specific. So, so uh, I've done all that and enjoyed all that. But what, so, why the podcast? Well, because I've listened around, and I enjoy a lot of them. Actually, I think some of them are, are really rather good and very interesting. Um, they tend to have their position, i.e., they're talking about new cars, um, uh, you know, or they're talking about old cars. And I thought, well, I wonder if there's something that we can do that combines the two as simply as car enthusiasts mm. rather than you know like you were saying earlier rather than one model specific or one period specific be it old or new i think i i'm interested in 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 you know the the, the wider gamut welcome you know? to Peugeot 104 chat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry For the is that next the three, three hours we'll be discussing <laughs> hatchback <laughs> hinges and their placement <laughs> Yeah, well, the Peugeot 104, of course, was um, yeah, um, uh, they did it. They did a uh, the short version, didn't they? That was three uh, three door and was mm. very very short. And then they did the much longer five door version. Yes. But they, they they were almost entirely different cars to look at, weren't they? The different different front ends, different backs. You know, the lovely com- <laughs> um, convertible version. Yes. Yeah. 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 Am I right in thinking it's all but Sandbox? Effectively, the uh, Peugeot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, same, I mean, there's mileage mind. in this, but three hours. <laughs> there's more well, mileage in that than there was in the original car. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. I I don't know. I mean, I I like the fact that you can go anywhere. I like the fact that you say something and it, and I bounce off that and say something else, and then off it goes into the press. And I I sat down half an hour ago, not expecting to talk about model cars, Peugeot one hundred four. You know, it's it, that's what I like about this. Is it is free? I thought you were going to say, um, I like. I, I know what I like about this is that when I sat down twenty eight minutes ago, I was hoping it was going to be over in twenty minutes today. <laughs> well, you did say let's keep it to ten minutes, and then of course, yeah. you know, God, how do you ever get a career in in radio when you can't back time? <laughs> Start seven minutes late, and we're overrun by thirty minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that'll do. Let's let's end today just simply with that noise, shall we? Uh. (laughs) But we will be back for a proper edition of Car Chum in Series 2 next time. Pip, pip.